0: This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Hello, welcome to the Health and Wellness Programme. You're listening to Marie Gifkins. And we've got, uh, we're starting to get rid of winter and spring is on its way and And things are changing, and certainly the whole world is changing. don't know whether it's good or bad, but it's changing. And uh, so we have to change as well. So, you know, change is painful sometimes, and change is good, and change... Sometimes we just have to be brave. We don't quite know what's happening or how things are going to change, whether it's in your own personal life whether it's what you believe in or who you're living with or your family or um, even your garden changes and it has all the seasons. So everything does change anyway. And uh, so we should, at our age, once we get into our 50s, we should be used to this change, change, change. But no, sometimes we have to be dragged through and uh, screaming and we don't want to change and we don't want to do this and that. But it is happening, whether we like it or not. And uh, so sometimes we just have to grin and bear it, and sometimes we have to smile about it, and sometimes we have to go, wow, I'm really excited about this new change. So there's lots of emotions going on with at the moment with people, and there's a lot of good and bad and in between, and, and it is just change, and sometimes it is uncomfortable, but we do have to be brave. Sometimes we just have to be brave, and just grin and bear it, and just, we know we're going to get through. You know, as I'll say to people, there are highs and lows in life, and when we have a high, it's all very good, and we're all excited, and then we start to come back down, and we have that middle field, and, you know, I'll say, you know, people will ask me, how are you? And i say, all is well in my world, because we know at any minute anything can change, and it does happen, and then we might be on a downer. It's how we deal with those downs and get ourselves back up as quickly as possible, get onto that middle plane again, at that all is well in my world. You know, and sometimes that's where we need to go and see somebody or get a bit of help, whether it's the physical body or the mind or the emotions, or just need to talk to a friendly face. And, you know, sometimes. That's what I am, is a friendly face, and sometimes I might have something to say, maybe some words of wisdom, sometimes not, sometimes I just have to, you know, that's no good, but, you know, you're going to get through this, and and I don't have any, the right thing to say for people, but I'm there. And so there's lots of mixtures going on with um, people as they're coming through my clinic, and it's not just about physical the physical body and correcting this or correcting that. It's getting to know the person and getting to know who they are. Yeah, they might have a sore foot, they might have back pain, but it's actually seeing their light in their eyes. You know, they've been on a journey their whole life, and good things and bad things, and it's getting to know that person and, you know, acknowledging that they've been through stuff and that they've come through it. They come out the other side and, you know, they might be a bit bruised or a bit battered at times. But, you know, those things do strengthen us at times. And so I find it very cool talking with people and getting to know people. And sometimes people don't want to say anything, you know, and that's fine. Um, But, you know, people are usually quite happy to tell a little bit of their history. And then they might ask me about my history and um, and it's no secret, you know. I've been through lots of different things and and lots of experiences. And and uh, depending on the topic, you know, where we can go, you know. Sometimes I'll tell people that, you know, as a unusual child, a special child, you know, and I could see auras around things, around animals and people and trees, and I thought everybody could see it, you know. Why would I think any different? Until I found out they weren't seeing those things. And then it was like, oh, "Oh, am I crazy? Is there something wrong with me?" You know, but I also used to hear the angels singing until I was about nine years old, and I remember it started to slow down, and I remember getting quite angry that I couldn't hear the beautiful music anymore, and it was like I didn't know what they were. all I know it was beautiful music, you know we weren't I wasn't born into a religious family or we weren't going to church or anything." Um, So I didn't know what the word God was. It was, to me, it was just the creator that created everything. And, um, you know, I'd be talking to the angels and talking to God. And, you know, I was a pretty independent kid. I didn't really need a lot of entertainment. I had my own entertainment going on, watching auras, you know. And so there was lots of different things going on for me. And there was a lot of astral traveling, um, which is when you leave your body and you go off, You might go outside the building or you might go um, to the beach or the river or fly away. You know, at night time when you're dreaming and you've gone somewhere and then you come back and you wake up and you go, man, that felt so real. You know, it felt like, and you can remember it so well. That's usually your astral travel. It's when we leave our body, a part of ourselves leaves, goes, does a journey and then comes back. Or you might know when you're going to sleep and just as you're going to sleep and then you wake with a shudder, you sort of... And that's your astral body jumping back into your body and it, it, it sort of wakes you with a little bit of a fright. You're just in that twilight zone. That's your astral body coming back in with a bit of a thud. It probably wasn't ready to leave yet at all. <laughs> completely. It's in that in-between stage of awake and asleep. And so I was doing a lot of astral travelling You know, if someone had got me and said, look, Marie, this is what you're doing. It's not good while you're doing it in classrooms with the teachers. You know, any other time is fine, but not when you're in the classroom and the teacher's trying to teach you something. Don't do that. I wish somebody had told me what I was doing and don't. You do it later. Because, you know, with your subjects that you don't like, like my subject that I didn't like was English, couldn't understand it, didn't make sense to me. Maths was okay. I was okay with maths. But English, oh, boring, oh, nah, this is too hard, can't work it out. So I'd leave, go out into the playground, up the trees, talk to the birds, whatever. And then all of a sudden I'd clonk back into my body and then look at the teacher and go, oh, oh, I've lost the whole lesson. I had no idea what they were talking about. And so it's not good, you know, when you're a child trying to learn and, uh, Yeah, so it would have been nice if someone had got me and said, look, these are the things that you're seeing. You know, it's not right or wrong. It just is, and maybe you can make some little altering changes. But, you know, you start to realise other people aren't doing these things and you think you're a bit loopy and a bit crazy. And so I remember stopping myself from seeing and and doing those sort of things and just stopping it all because I couldn't guarantee I was... (laughs) I was insane. And um, and then it wasn't until about uh, 30, 33, 34 around there and i become a naturopath at that stage and to and, um And I'd heard about these people that could see auras and think, wow, wouldn't that be cool? Imagine seeing that. Wouldn't that be amazing? And I thought, I wonder how hard it is to learn how to do that. So I bought myself a book where there wasn't a lot of courses those days. We're talking 30-odd 30, 30 years ago. And um, started reading the book, and I was only a third into this book, and I was like, hang on, I used to do that when I was a kid. I used to turn my eyes just slightly out of focus and, you know, just, just what the book was saying, actually. And, it was like, and then all of a sudden it dawned on me, oh, that's what I was seeing around the people or around the trees and around the animals. It was their aura, that realisation, I wasn't crazy, I wasn't nutty, oh my god I had a wonderful gift and I didn't realise it and I gave it away, oh and then the, I'm sorry god, can I have it back please, can I have my gift back, I'm going to retrain and so I started looking again and it's easier to see auras when the sun goes down or when the sun comes up, so I started practising again and getting that sight back and you know, I remember going to a, an expo up in Auckland, a health expo, and there was a guy there, and he had crystals, big crystals, and he was doing healing by crystals, and people were on the massage table, and all of a sudden I just, you know, you're walking around and having a nosy, and um, I didn't have a stall at that one, and and I just stopped and watched, and I could see him with the big wand of crystals, there was clear quartz and a few other crystals there, and... And all of a sudden, you know I sort of tuned in a little bit to see the aura of the person that was on the table and all of a sudden the colors were all there, and I could see what was going on and what was happening and I must have stayed at that booth for about an hour just watching. I was absolutely fascinated what he was drawing out, what was coming into the person, and all of a sudden he sort of he had a break between people and he comes to me and he says, "You can see what's happening, can't you?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." absolutely amazing it's fascinating he says tell me I said can't you see and he goes no I feel I can feel the energies and energy changing and shifting but I don't see and so I told him what I was seeing and how this dark stuff was coming out and gray and sometimes it was thick and sometimes it was a a thin you know sort of like a mist and then a a light spray sort of um textures and then different colours coming into different people and different parts of their body and he was just so excited and pleased to hear that different angle and, um, and so that fascinated me even more that, you know, just crystals were doing that and so I've had lots of wonderful experiences over the years um, on those kind of levels and... Uh, and there was even one, when I was on the other end, I went to give a talk in Gisborne um, about the foot joint mobilisation that I do. So I have two clinics, one in Hastings, one in Waipakarao. And uh, and I've been doing the foot joint mobilisation for, for now 26 years, and I teach it as well, so that you've got the best person in New Zealand, in Hawke's Bay, doing feet. So it's working on the bone structure, realigning them, bringing them back into a more correct position, And then you stand more correctly and that allows the knee to meet in the right place, the hips, the back, dominoes effect all the way through the body, up to the neck, head, cranial, sometimes into the shoulders, elbows. And I've I've even known people with um, tendon problems in their hands where their fingers are clawing over, where they've straightened out as well. I also do the hands now as well. So, you know, I can get that double whammy effect. So anyway, I was in Gisborne giving a talk about the foot joint mobilisation. There was a massage table there. So I said, right, anybody want to hop on the table? I'll do their feet so you can see what it is that I'm doing. It's only like a um, seven-minute treatment. If I don't muck around and just do it all, I can do it all two feet in five minutes. So you know, it was just for them to experience it and to see what it was like. So I wasn't spending that long time with them. And so one person would come up, lie on the table. I'd start their feet. And there was this one gentleman who was sitting there. And he looked about maybe 60. He looked like he could have been a farmer. And anyway, he says, oh, Mary, you still got that back pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, finish her feet. Off she gets. Another person hops on the table. Within a couple of minutes, he's going, oh, Jane, how's your knee now? And I'm thinking, Jane, this guy knows lots of information, about every person that went on the table, there must have been about 18 people there. It was busy time. (laughs) 18 people. Every time he pinpointed where they were having trouble. And he knew, it seemed like he knew their medical history or something. And it was like, well, this guy's a real (laughs) know-all. And uh, and I thought, oh, well, it is what it is, you know, clever guy. And to remember everybody's problems, you know, it's not an easy task. Anyway, at the end of the talk, and we're sort of packing up, he came up to me and he goes, oh, I found your talk really fascinating and interesting. I said, oh, good, thank you. And he says, I could see what was going on. And I looked at him and I said, oh, do tell. (laughs) And he said, I could, as soon as you put your hands on their feet, the energy started, the colors started to shift. The pain, you could see where the pain was in the body and it was different with each person and how that started to lift and the colours started to go through the body. And even I was quite fascinated with what he was saying. I knew it was happening, but to get someone else saying, you know, the process and what was happening, because I'll say to people, I might be working on your feet, but it might go to your neck first and heal your neck and then it might come back down to a right knee. Then it might go to a hip and then it might go to the left Knee. It won't go in order from the feet, knees, back, because the body needs to decode itself. You've got to where you are through certain accidents, injuries, twists, lifting bad things, all those sort of things in life. And so one part will go out, and then it might be a year later another part will go out. And so the body has to decode itself because if you just work on the feet, then the knees and the hips the body will go, no, that's not the way, oh, no, no, I don't know what's going on, and then just tighten the muscles and you're back where you were. And that's why quite often with chiropractors, you'll get some people that have healed and fixed and good, but other people, it won't hold, and they've got to keep going back, and they'll manipulate. They're allowed to say manipulation. I'm not. Apparently chiropractors own that word. Um, So they'll manipulate, but the muscles weren't ready for it, and so it won't hold it. It's not with everyone, of course, um, but majority of people, things will go back out again. So then they go back and hoping that the muscles will tone up and hold it in place. And sometimes that happens, but sometimes it doesn't. And that's where I like working on the feet because the body is in charge of healing itself. Just because I do the feet, the, the body's got the energy to go and do what it needs to do. And it might go to your neck first. It might go to your lower back first. Then it might come down to your knee. And so there's this process that the body is doing. And I am not in charge. I don't have to worry about it. I just make sure I do the feet properly. And and the person goes and the body just takes care of itself. How wonderful is that? You know, some muscles might ache a little bit. You know, is that being used in a different way? way and that's fine you know what's happening there's a change in the body and then it rebalances it might only be for a morning or an afternoon and then gone the next day it's fine again and that's just the muscles readjusting having to be worked in a different way and then you come back and have another treatment and we just take it a little bit further and until the everything's in the right order and so it was amazing talking to this guy and he could see where it would the light would just go to where the pain was in the person. Um, so I was sort of on the other end of that one and it was I found it quite fascinating that he could have that skill. I might see colors but I sort of yeah I'd have to it doesn't it hasn't happened too often where I can see everything happening the special special moments but he seemed to have the sight. Some people are very um uh, very fortunate with their gifts um, sometimes I class them as you know, sometimes it's a curse with the with the gifts it's kind of, there's a two way it can be really hard, like I couldn't just go out in public and I couldn't go to a lot of places because it was way too sensitive and you know, when you can see things happening and uh, you can see past lives and you can see um, different things and Darker energies or light, lights all right. Fairies are alright. Angels are okay. But if you can see that side, it means you can see the other side as well. And um, and so sometimes you just best to just stay away. And you certainly don't want to try and fix somebody in a crowd because it's just opening up Pandora's box. Um, so sometimes it's not easy having the gifts, and you do have to work at it and train. And you know I've trained my gifts now that they are only. Used in my healing clinic or when the person has asked for it. It's not just used when I go to the supermarket because it's a waste of time and, you know, why do I want to see that person's past life or that person's upset with somebody? I don't need to know. That's just bombarding me with a whole lot of stuff that's not needed. And so I've um, put my gifts in order so that they're to be used at the appropriate time. And it just takes time and training and yeah, so I've been, it's been a, a wonderful journey and still learning of course, we're always learning and changing and developing and growing and and sometimes we just have to be brave, like I said before, the world is changing and we have to be brave, you know, I'm telling my grandson now, oh you're a brave boy You've got to be brave in this life. Oh, yes, Grandma. <laughs> and uh, teaching him, you know, when he's young that it's okay to be brave and, you know, you're not going to be paralyzed and get and do nothing. You know, there's nothing worse than seeing a soul, seeing a person that's just can't get out of their own bedroom because they're paralyzed in life. You know, that's, it's dreadful, it's it's not nice, it's it's a horrible thing for somebody to experience because there's lots of good things out there. There's wonderful things out there and they're missing out on great things, you know, but sometimes there's just trauma and and stress and, and, and they just focus on that and, and whatever else is happening, you know, they sort of get stuck in that. And uh, know, I've managed to help a few people, and get them living again and getting them brave so that they can try something or try a new job or try a different angle. And, um, and that's exciting, seeing somebody open up like a flower and, and experiencing life again. So as I said, I've got uh, two clinics, one in Hastings, one in Waipakarau. And in Hastings, I'm there on Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. And in Waipakarau, I'm there on Mondays and Fridays. And my webpage is www.combewell.co.nz. And I do specialize in the feet, the foot joint mobilization, but I do lots of other things as well because I've been in this field for so long. It's 20, coming up to 27 years actually. So I should know some things by now, you know. i even um, I've developed a, a product that I'm launching in a few weeks, and that's going to be that's called Too Easy. Sounds too easy, doesn't it? And that's for back pain and back problems, and you can use it at home. And it's very light; doesn't need batteries. Oh yay! Doesn't need power. Oh yay! You can take it wherever you want. It's not big; it's very light, and the you're only lying down to do this so there's nothing special you need like okay if you've got a massage table or a yoga mat or put a blanket on the floor bed is a bit too soft and you just do some simple exercises that only take three minutes and whammy there you are your back's a little bit better and you do that each day and it just gets better and stronger and stronger so I'll be launching that in about three weeks And, you know, it just takes time to get everything organized, labels and the product and so forth. And that's under $50. So you watch out for that one. It's called Too Easy. It's just too easy. Three minutes, really? And I haven't known anyone yet that it hasn't helped them. So um, that's going to be quite exciting. So what else can I tell you? Yeah, I do all sorts of things. The feet, I do reflexology as well. And I have an ozone machine uh, with a steam sauna, so you can hop in that. Your head is out, so your head's not getting overheated. And you're in there for 30 minutes, so, you know, like a steam. So we know about saunas and how good they are for us, and sweating out the toxins and poisons. And uh, then for 20... So you're in there for 30 minutes, and 20 minutes of that time, ozone is pumped in. And ozone is like oxygen on steroids, and because your pores are open, the ozone is going through into the blood and then moving around your body to kill pathogens, viruses, bacteria, um, all those sort of things that we don't really want. And of course it's putting more oxygen up into your head area so you start thinking better. And when you help out of there, it's I reckon it's like your nervous system comes down about three peaks, so that within half an hour... You're feeling more relaxed, but you're not like you've still got a spring in your step because of the oxygen. So you know it's not like you have to go home and have a sleep. So that's a wonderful tool that I've got in. There's not too many in New Zealand at the moment, so that's quite exciting. And that works really well with fine muscles if they're tangled, tight. You're a sports person. You're needing that quick relief. Turn around. So the steam sauna. That's on my webpage. Uh, www.cumbewell.co.nz and under Oxydetox. So thank you for listening to me and we'll catch you later. Bye. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.